Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, Randy Williams, is the president of Tally and Twine, a company that designs and manufactures luxury watches and accessories. Since starting the company in 2014, Randy has gained national media attention with features in Men's Health, Black Enterprise, Huffington Post, Essence, Blavity, New York, Ma- New York Magazine, and Cosmopolitan. The company names comes from an intersection that was formerly the center of a notorious crime-ridden neighborhood in Virginia. In recent, year, in recent years, the neighborhood has been completely revitalized, and those same families now have the opportunity to own. A place with a dark past now has a bright future. Tally and Twine represents the future. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the owner, founder, CEO, all the titles go with the leader of the pack, my man, Randy Williams. Thank you so much for having me, Rashawn. <laughs> that's a great intro. Well, you how awesome you is it that you got Stephen A. Smith doing your intro? That's legendary, man. I love that. Hey, man. The, the, first of all, I, I love when people uh, recognize his voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's my man, yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, he lays it out as only Stephen A. Smith can say, I'm not broke. <laughs> That's true. Well, this is just what this show is about: talking to people who are trying to gain their foothold in a in a, in a financial community, especially people of color that have kind of like been left out over the years. We haven't been given a blueprint or ha- had the necessary means to figure out, figure it out. You know, they tell us to go to school, we get an education, but that isn't a blueprint for success. That doesn't tell you how to become an entrepreneur. Tell us how it got started for you, Randy. A lot of a trial and error. And, you know, like you said, there isn't a blueprint, but if you want to become an entrepreneur, you got to go out and try a few different things and kind of learn along the way. So, you know, fail, fail that business a lot. And all you need to be right is one time. Right. Now, be right. Now, you're an HBCU grad. OK. Yes, why, why an HBCU for your education? Yeah, well, it, it's not a deep answer for me. They're the ones who accepted me. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> it was close to home. It was affordable. Right. You know, as, as a as a young man being raised by my grandmother, mm-hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of mm-hmm. money saved up for me to attend college. Uh, so I was blessed enough to have a decent GPA and right. get into Albany State University, man. So I had to, um, I was thankful for that opportunity. It gave me a great cultural experience. You know, um, I actually didn't recognize the value of HBCUs until I attended one, man, but it was a great experience. When you say the value, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. When you say the value of an HBCU until you attended it. So basically, like I said, they, they let you in. You were thankful. Mm-hmm. You can continue your education, but you didn't understand the other things that it brought to the table that now you see as a benefit. Yeah, it was a huge cultural experience. You know, it's a celebration of blackness. And it's an environment where instructors and professors make you feel seen. And that's something that's missing in corporate America. It's called, kind of like um, an incubator. Like they have business incubators for businesses that kind of give you a great push or start. That's what it does for a black American. Man, HBCU is an incubator to prepare you for the corporate environment uh, that you're going to face after graduation. 
And now that's called Life After College, which we're talking about right now. Now, in one of your questions, you said you had previous businesses that have failed. Can you talk about those yeah. before we got into the success story of Tally and Twine? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the biggest failure I had, I guess, in terms of money was, uh, you know, trying to get into real estate right at uh, 2007 and 2008. Whoa. Um and right where you are in Atlanta and, and losing my shirt, you know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the biggest lessons is, uh, you know, hopping into stuff without taking the time to properly educate yourself on how to do it. So basically you saw an opportunity, didn't do your research, like you said, and um, that, that, that famous year, 2008, when everything went from success to horror. <laughs> I mean, from a nightmare <laughs> was, you know, find that, you know, nobody could explain it because they they they'd already the system had already had kind of like pushed its limit on loans, pushed its limit on corporations and needed bailout and the stock market with the bubble burst. And you were part of that. I was part of that. America was part of that. Nobody was mm-hmm. left. You know, you remember Oprah, how her value just dropped and uh, all these major players in the tech game started suffering and all that. Those those levels of of income that they thought were going to be there forever went away, went away. Mm-hmm. Tally and twine. Now I'm gonna tell you this: we're not not trying to be negative or anything. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't wearing watches at all. I had it in my mind. Um, I just didn't wear a watch. I stopped wearing a watch probably about in 1986. I stopped wearing a watch. Wow. And uh, and then. Um, because somehow I can always find the time. You know, you have a phone, you have a, I'm very good at knowing my time where I'm at. And so that's where I always right. perceive watches to be time. Now I look at watches now as accessories, as, as part of the, it's part of your style, part of my culture now. And so a friend of mine, uh, uh, she was executive producer of Family Feud as a birthday president, president 2015, 2014. She, Christmas present, she brought me a watch. And I let it sit there and I was determined just to hold true to Rashawn. I'm not gonna wear a watch. I've worn all these years. Why should I wear a watch now? And when and I and I realized that sometimes you have you have to change goals to be successful. You have to change your the way you do business. And putting on that watch really changed the way I I I did business and how I approached myself. It became more flexible. And so I I, I used that as a as a lead into the conversation that Sometimes people who might say, what, what, what does a watch bring into the, why, why I need to wear a watch? Well, a watch changed the way I approach life, Randy. And, uh-huh. and it, it, it allowed me to be flexible. It allowed me to be fashionable because I, it, I got like three different ones, you know, and I just found about your brand. So I'm about to purchase me a couple of your brand. That's how I've gotten that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, gotcha. and so, so let's talk about. You you heard my story and how the impact of what a watch can have. It made me. Um, uh, I felt it made me. I made my because I wear suits all the time, so tailor made mm-hmm. suits. So it made my 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 clothing balanced. I felt because I didn't have anything. Because if you don't have anything on your wrist, it's just naked there. It's just a. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just skin. <laughs> now I have this watch, and I I can't tell you sometimes. You know, people see me as I, I like your watch, and I don't even. You know, cause I, cause I am a guy who points a lot. I'm very active with my hands. And then on my other, uh, I'm a cancer survivor. So I have this little chain on my right hand, on my right hand where it reminds me and the people ask me about it. I, I always tell them about surviving. And so I have a watch that has uh, the, on my left, which talks about my culture, my balance and my watch on my right. I got a wrist 
chain that talks about survival. And so when I when I when I when the opportunity came about to interview you, I just really wanted to know what was the driving legacy of watches for you and the impact it can have on a person like me? Yeah, um, I, I most of our customers have that same story as you have. Somebody got it for them as a gift and they weren't really into them. But once they started wearing, it's kind of one of those things where you feel like, man, I, I don't want to go out without one now. And mm-hmm. my personal story is during our senior trip in high school, we went on a cruise, went to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I went in to one of these little local shops and they had uh, a $50 guest watch in there. And I had never worn a watch before. But buying that, I spent my last little money that I had. I bought that watch. And to bring it back home, that was the first time I felt like a grown man. You know, I felt like I have become a man and now I can go on to college and face the world. And that kind of was coinciding with me going to college at the same time I got my first watch. And so that it became important to me for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, again, I, just like you, I was a business major and we wore a lot of suits. And I felt like that watch really enhanced that and gave me that professional polish that I was looking for. And um, how did you get in the watch business? You know, like, so, you know, people could, mm-hmm. I, you know, that doesn't just, first you're African-American, okay? And you, you're getting into the watch business. And talk about that step because, of course, you know, it's just natural conversation to you. We don't mind making mm-hmm. conversation. So I'm trying to walk people through the steps of how you can get to your dream and it's not normal because you, you just can't go to the next door and just talk to somebody. I want to start. I want to get in the watch. They look at you like, okay. <laughs> now you talk about the Bahama trip. Okay. That's a long way from what we're a long ways from Bahama because of the fact that, you know, Tally and Twine, we talked about how that is from a, from a, a street name in a neighborhood. Like my business is 3815 Media. 3815 Media, the number 3815 is from the home that I was born in that was in the hood. And um, wow. and it was six bedroom. It was that's what it was six bedroom. It was six six sisters and two brothers. My both my parents. We lived in a two bedroom shotgun house. So when I read wow. that tally and twine, there's a lot of things that you're doing in your life that's very relatable to what I do and what I what I stand for. And that's why mm. I feel that I always want to keep you in my life because I, I feel that we have a, a certain kinship. But again, you young man wanted to do go into the watch business. How does one get into the watch business? Yeah, through um, so through a lot of trial and error in other businesses, you realize that in order for a business to be successful, you have to fulfill a need, fulfill a gap. So there's something missing or there's a market that's not being served that can benefit from what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so as a consumer of watches, and I think a lot of uh, our people should really take note of that, is a lot of the things that you consume uh, represent an opportunity for you. And so I was collecting a lot of watches. But I figured out something. Most of the brands that were affordable, meaning under $1,000, they were just mimicking the more expensive brand. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of repetition in the market. And I wanted to wear something different. You know, I said, if I had a watch, I would change this. I would change that. My band would look like this. And after a while, I realized that that represented a huge opportunity for me to get into business and design my own watch. Now, how I was going to do that, I had no idea. So that's when I went to YouTube and mm-hmm. Google University and kind of figured out the steps. I took it step by step. I started with a sketch and then I eventually uh, contacted a manufacturer. Uh, they helped me uh, bring that to life, order some samples. 
And once I got the samples the way that I wanted them, you know, over the course of about a year, year and a half, uh, that's when I decided to launch. And we launched via um, the crowdfunding site Kickstarter to raise money for our first shipment. So you went out there. I've heard people say Kickstarter. What what engaged people want to contribute to your brand? What did you do? What was your, what was your platform? What was your what made them want to go? Wow. I want I want to contribute to yeah. this. And how does Kickstarter work when someone contributes to it? Do they are they part owners? Do they have a little percentage of your brand? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, well, my platform was just what I told you. So here's something new for the market. Here's something that is not going to be a replica of all the other watches that are out. So that was mm-hmm. my main platform. Mm-hmm. And then also I started with the interchangeable band. So I have these canvas bands that we can uh, change you can give your watch a completely different look so those were my two platforms right and then the way kickstarter works is it's basically a pre-order system Mm -hmm. so in order to get your product early people will pay um ahead of time and they'll get a discount off of the retail price Mm -hmm. right so let's say my goal was to raise twenty five thousand, and so i knew i needed I think maybe 100, 150 backers to pre-order the watch who believed in what, what we were doing, who believed that we would be able to uh, get the manu- manufacturing process done to go ahead and pre-order. And in exchange, they were able to get a steep discount off of the initial watch. But no, they are not um, part owners. So they just are they basically were just ordering their product at a discount? Yes, sir. Cool. Yes, I'm sir. On, I'm there on. are some crowdfunding platforms that work like that where you do get ownership, but I didn't do that. Absolutely. You did I am thankful for it, aren't you? <laughs> I, 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 I am. <laughs> At this point I am. You know, you know, because we all have dreams. The thing about it when the dream becomes successful, then people look around going tapping you on the shoulder talking about where, where my check. And it's about hundred and fifty of them. Randy, that, that gets pretty ugly real fast, man. About 150, I'm yeah, talking that, about where my check at. You go, look, man, look, that look. That could have been trouble. Let me give you back your $200, okay? <laughs> so you can go home about your business, all right? Sorry. Nope, nope, nope. That's not what my contract say. My contract say, <laughs> I own some of this, and I want my share. Man, you be here for screaming <laughs> up and down. Now, when I'm looking at these bands, man, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm on your site, right? And um, the different look, it what you know, the the, the large face is the, they're very clean. Your your, your watches uh, don't have numbers on them. Was was that was that the look that you were seeking? Yeah, that's the look that I was seeking because again, I wanted to do something that wasn't traditional. And you said it earlier, we don't really use our watches for telling time. No, now it's more of a fashion accessory. And so I wanted to give it a unique look. So we only have the number seven on all of our watches. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, the number seven represents completion. So I told myself I when I started telling Twine, I was going to finish what I started. You I know, know uh, you know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we start stuff. Man, you be sitting around the house just thinking of, you be thinking it. of stuff, don't you? Man? <laughs> I love you, boy. You be uh, number seven, you know, you know, seven days in the week. You know what I'm saying? You got to complete your product. And then, uh, that's right. And then it's also something very recognizable. I, mean, I imagine people being out in the store mm-hmm. and looking over at somebody's wrist and seeing that seven and saying, hey, is that Italian twine? Huh. Uh, so, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, or they go, well, why is just, well, or it creates a conversation. 
you know or as a conversation piece exactly what type of watches because that in the end man that's really all you're trying to create like i said uh you know people try to create icebreakers and first of all it's a beautiful watch and then that number seven on it you know if somebody goes why is it just a seven then you explain it then you're into a conversation with somebody and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's a great icebreaker but the but the look and the fashion is really so th- this is really i think a, a a very timely watch so what was the official launch date for this watch randy we launched in november 2014 november right before christmas smart yeah. move right before christmas yeah. <laughs> okay so everything's online correct Yes, sir. We sell direct to consumer. Um, we don't do any retail right now. Okay. So COVID hit, the pandemic hit, the country shuts down. Mm-hmm. What does that do for your brand? Uh, we saw an increase in sales, you know, because people were at home. Um, and unfortunately, the social unrest also added a boost to our business, you know, as people begin to seek out black owned businesses, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it kind of validated my thinking from the beginning was that, you know, eventually traditional retail is going to continue, continue to slow down and people are going to want to order their products online. They're not going to want to put up with the higher prices at retail. They're not going to put up with the bad customer service that they get at retail. Um, and so I kind of bet, pushed all my chips to the table to be saying that uh, we're going to do direct to consumer and sell online only. We actually turned out some, some major contracts from some traditional retailers to keep our brand intact. When you say that, what do you mean you, 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 to keep your brand intact? What does that mean? Yeah, meaning, um, let's say we, we got a, um, a purchase order from, from Nordstrom. Yes, recently, sir. And uh, we chose not to do it because when you shop at Nordstrom, you're Nordstrom's customer. They control the social, they control the customer service. They can talk to you how they want to. They can ship in whatever time frame they want to. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you become their customer. Mm-hmm. As a direct-to-consumer business, you maintain the connection with all of your customers. So I can say, hey, Mr. Williams, thank you for your purchase last month. We wanted to know if you'd be interested in one of our leather bands to uh, accompany the watch that you purchased. Or I can send you a card on your birthday. Or I can send you a free gift in the mail uh, prior to the holidays. And ultimately, the value to, in today's market is having that customer base. There's no need to give it away to somebody just because you know their name and they've been around for a while because you're ultimately providing the value. Wow. I'm talking to Randy Williams. He's the president of Tally and Twine, a company that designs and manufactures luxury watches and accessories. He started in November 2014. And you're really good at getting um, media to look at your brand. How are you accomplishing <laughs> that task? Because that's the number one talk that people talk about. Hey, man, I can, how can I get promotion? I can get free promotion. I can get an article written on my product. First of all, I have to have a good looking product. But you, you, when I look, when, I, when I'm doing this interview, you have a very interesting personality. What interesting meaning is good because you have a plan. You have a conversation. You know, you're, you're, you have all the right things to say about who you are and why you're doing this. You know, like that number seven was really slick, you know, interchangeable watches. You know, I know when I was uh, marketing Steve Harvey's first book, they always pull out little phrases out of the book. So you can, when you go to an interview, these are buzzwords and people jump on them. So what is your Mm. degree in, Randy? Mark, my degree is in marketing. So all this, this this is all part of the big plan, really. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, that's all you, it's part of the big plan because everything you're doing yeah. is like not. I, I won't say marketing one on one, but guess what? You have all the right little layers and buzzes and statements to be able to say, "I'm an interesting guy." You can put me on TV. I can talk. If you write about me, guess what? I got stuff to put in print, and it all comes back to a product that looks outstanding, man. Thank you, man. Now, I tell you what, Sean. It's like this. Um, I I th- I, I liken it to. I attribute it to self-awareness. Right. So it's just like when you go from being a young man to an older man, you understand who you are more Mm -hmm. and you understand why you're doing what you're doing. You're not just doing something to make money or you're not just doing something for attention. And I wanted Tally and Twine to be a brand like that, that understood itself, that had these principles and these values that were built into the brand. And we weren't kind of following the trends and following what's popular. And so that's how I think about it. And to answer your question about how we got the media, I, I have no idea. We have never hired a PR agency. We don't reach out to media outlets. Somehow we get uh, coverage, and I just consider it a blessing. I just say that that's God's grace, and I I really don't have a strategy for that one. <laughs> uh, but I go to the website. I see everybody. You know what I'm saying? I see. <laughs> that, that, I see the strategy. You know, from the marketing standpoint, I see Men's Health, Black Enterprise, HuffPost, yeah. Essence, Blavity, Mashable, The Knot, New York, Cosmopolitan, Ebony. That right there, let everybody know we're a brand that's being recognized by all the top media outlets. That means that you are you're very much aware of who you are and the story you're trying to tell. Now you have a men's line and you have a women's line. Okay, I'm assuming you started with the men's line first, correct? Yes, sir. When did I, you get smart and say, I got to bring on the women? Because they're the, one, they're, they're the ones who really shop. <laughs> they're the ones who buy two or three things. You know, they, they got a dress for this. They got a dress for that. You know, when, when, when did that pop up? Realize that the women, are, I'm assuming that the women are the biggest buyers, correct? It's about 50-50. 50-50, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Which, I, which I like because that means that you have a pretty much established, especially on the men's side, a certain dollar value customer. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I, would mm-hmm. say so. I, I think two years in, I started, I couldn't resist it anymore because I wanted Talent Twine to be 100% men's brand because that's who I knew how to market to. I was so afraid of trying to market to women. I didn't want to mess up in the way that I was communicating with them. But after a while, man, after getting email and email and call and call, it was women buying gifts for men as much as there were men shopping on our site mm-hmm. and so it just represented a no-brainer i mean the people asked for it and they wanted uh, a watch that matched their husband they wanted a gift set and so i just kind of took that feedback and you know i had to slap myself against the head and say what are you doing right <laughs> you know why aren't you selling women's watches uh so we rolled that out and you know it instantly was a hit and what i love about having female customers is when they love a product, they are going to talk about it. They are going to discuss it. They are going to share it. And that's really one of the things that has allowed us to grow. Well, you know, the thing I, I really like about what I'm seeing here in on your line is that, man, these watches look sexy, man. You know, because, like, you know, I, 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 I here's a guy, like I said, it wasn't until 2014, I put a watch back on my body. 
Okay. And so I'm watching these watches, man. You who's ever taken these photos, man, they really know how to make these watches look. Man, I want that watch on my wrist, man. I mean, these are I mean, these are some attractive looking photos that look real. So you. are you involved in the selection? You know, like when I look for this go back. When the UF had this Playboy magazine, you know, he went through all the pictures. He's made all final selection on the photos that went on into the magazine. How involved are you? Because I'm just telling you, man, this, 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 these these photos with the, the watch, it's almost like, man, I could put that watch on my arm right there with that shirt. I can put that watch with my blue suit. This is what you're selling. You're selling. It's not, I don't need to see the full body. I just need to see how it looks on my wrist. And that's what you're doing. Somewhere along the line, Randy, you've tapped into something, man. And, uh, and I'm just trying to, I'm, and it's, I know it's, I know over time I've figured out, but in this interview, you're special, dude. You're special in understanding what excites people. What, what you making a watch value to me. You making me want to buy your watch when I go to this website. You making me want to like, not just one watch. I want to try a couple of, you know, two or three because, you know, black goes with black or gray brown goes with blue you know browns can go with gray so you can't just put a watch on with everything i've learned that you know you if right. you, like when you have a value customer like i said you go in my house i got like four or five watches because i got my silver my platinum because different suits i put on i have to look a certain way now my two favorite right. colors are my black and my brown wristbands but one of the big sellers for your watch is that you can interchange bands correct yes sir yes sir so let's go back to the selection of these photos. I thought, thought I forgot about that. No, I didn't forget about that. How do these pictures get on your website? Because they are, they're like making me want to like pull out my American Express to start dialing right now. <laughs> I mean, you're making me sick right now, Randy. I'm telling you, man, brother, I got, I will be buying a couple of these watches, brother. Well, it's, a, it's an important part of the process. So like, you know, you like custom suits and you go in and you get greeted by someone. They measure you. They ask you questions. They find out about you. It's a really personable experience. Mm -hmm. And so as an online business, we don't have that person-to-person -person touch point. So we have to try to make the website as attractive as possible so that people can understand the real value of the watch that they're going to be getting. So we try to photograph it from all angles. We try to photograph, have photographs of people wearing it in their element so that we can really tell that story without having that one-on-one -on -one contact. So that's one of the hurdles that we have to get over. So that means our website has got to be 10 times better and more attractive than it would be if you had that in-store experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm really involved day-to-day -day with the marketing and the, and the photography and video selection. And I, I really enjoy that part of my biz the business. It's actually my favorite part. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the warranty? I, I buy the watch, uh, you know, a couple of watches that I really like sold out. Sold out already on top of them. So what is the, what is the, what do you select a watch? What is the window? And what's the warranty on your watches? We have a, a two year warranty on our watches. Two so years. If anything happens, it'll get, it get replaced, which is unprecedented in our price. Two price. years, man. Uh, That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Two years. Woo. Two year warranty. And also, you can return a product indefinitely. You know, if you got it and you haven't used it, as long as it's not used, we'll always be able to refund you or exchange it for you. Uh, so we have a very generous return policy because we really believe in our product. Now, this 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 black metal band, the one that sold out, you know, of course it will be. You know, you know I would pick the one that sold out, you know, crazy like that. 
that that charcoal band on it. That's cold right there, man. I just love the women, the the women lines, man. I love that that that, that pink band, that blue band, man. You, you know, you you just making a killing over that pink watch right here, man. The pink leather band, that's outstanding. It's a pre-order shipping by October. What does that mean? Pre-order shipping by October fifteenth. The rose gold. What does that mean when I see that? Well, um, we were expecting to be a hundred percent improvement over what we did last year in terms yes, of sale. Mm-hmm. But um, somewhere <laughs> in the first three months of the year, we that catapulted to three hundred percent over what we did <laughs> last year, uh-huh. and um, we sold out of everything, man. So, um, so we had to start making them available for pre-order. Um, so we'll be shipping those pre-orders out actually uh, within the uh, next couple of weeks. Um, and then after that, hopefully we can have them stocked and we'll be shipping directly from the site. We normally ship in two to three business days. But, you know, demand has been so strong this year that we've had to uh, switch over to pre-orders. Well, Randy, uh, all I got to say, man, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to put you in my newsletter. It goes out to 90,000 subscribers. OK, I'm going to put you on my I shopping zone, Thank you. Uh, which Thank is you. on my money making conversation and also on my, um, my money making conversation as well as on my um my uh, HBCU Awards uh, website that I just launched this month. And um, okay. my whole thing is that you have a great business. I am a customer. You, My name will pop up on your site as a as a buyer. Thank you. Because of the fact that uh, you, you're special, man. Not just, uh, just special from a standpoint of the product, but it, you have unique qualities and a unique understanding of how you want to be viewed it's not about the check it's about the brand i always tell people i always tell people this you know i don't really chase money i chase relationships and i chase and i control my brand and if you do all those Uh things then you will make money and you'll be able to control your destiny and your future but if you start giving away your brand for a check then guess what you have to cater to them and you're absolutely right it's like it's like i always i always go back to what i should do with uh with uh with uh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, man, when that little sign came on, you stopped, you had the best hot donut in the world. <laughs> then they start going yeah. in the grocery stores, they start going in the uh, stops, and you grab that donut, cold, it was hard. And that's what you're saying about Nordstrom. I don't want anybody to market my brand along with a lot of other watches and make it competitive and telling you this is this and this does this. Come to me. I'm going to give you two years. I'm going to give you loyalty. I'm going to give you respect. And I'm going to tell you the truth about my product. And that's what you're doing with Italian Twine. I respect that. And I love you for it, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. No, no, we 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 were looking at that, man. Kind words. I gotta start marketing. I gotta jump up there. I want my little money making conversation <laughs> logo up there with Huff Post and uh Ebony and Edison and all that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I gotta do that. I gotta I gotta get up there too, man. Tally, come on, brother. <laughs> but uh thank you for taking the time to come on the show and I appreciate you, man, and uh mad respect and I will always and like I said, everything I do on money making conversation, there's no check attached to it. It's about promoting positive individuals who are trying to make a difference because you you, you create taxes, you create employment, you get an opportunity to make this country a lot better. That's what entrepreneurs do. And I just want to recognize you for your efforts. Man, thank you. And I love what you're doing, man. Keep up the work. I know it's hard working it into your schedule, man, but we really need this to continue. So thanks. I appreciate it. All right, there. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.